The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Media Match. A roundtable of Cowboys insiders. Dropping wisdom. And offering sizzling takes. On the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Nui Scruggs. Thursday, Thursday, Thursday here at the Star as we get ready for the Buccaneers. Tom Brady coming to Jerry World to take on the Dallas Cowboys for NBC Sunday Night Football. Welcome to Media Mash. We've got Kevin Gray from 105.3 The Fan, the official radio home of the Cowboys. Yes, sir. Rob Phillips, DallasCowboys.com. This is your second podcast of the day, correct? Yeah. Okay. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Exactly. I love it. I love it. <laughs> exactly. Jane Slater of NFL Network, and she's got her own podcast. So Jane is going to be doing her podcast right after this. So she's doing double duty. And then, of course, I'm Newey Scruggs. Just had my podcast with the players on. So this is what we do. Slacker. Kevin. I mean, I mean, no, I mean, low key, your boy has a day job, so I was working before I got here. So you can say what you want, but your boy's already been working for the day. All right, Jane Slater, Rob Phillips, Cowboys locker room has happened. I only got a little bit of CD Lamb and, and Coach Aiden Dirty. Uh, I did not get to uh, Dak Prescott, who apparently young Rain Dakota Prescott had things to talk about. With the uh, ankle. So, I will start with you, Miss Slater, since you apparently were all up in there like uh, a man from A Few Good Men up there ordering the cold red, <laughs> trying to find out about the, the ankle. I want it. I want the truth. You so can't handle this. Exactly. Is it, Colonel Jessup? Yeah. Clarence and, and Jason Garrett like to call me uh, Barbara Walters. No, here here was what was interesting. Full disclosure, I was not at practice. Bobby Belt, uh, my producer for NFL Network, and, of course, on the fan was there. And... As I'm walking it, I've, I had a couple of people say Dak left practice early and he wasn't getting a lot of work in with the ones. And I was like, well, that's curious. And I reached out to a few people that I normally reach out to and they didn't respond back. thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. So today was Dak Day where he talked on Thursday and he started off the press conference because we were kind of dancing around it. Like, how you feeling? You know, feeling good? And he said, well, you might see something show up on the practice report. Practice report just comes out right now, by the way. Mm-hmm. Dak is on there as limited, and I think we have some sound of it. Probably best if we listen to sound new, don't you think? Well, Chris will let us know. Chris will let us know. He's working on it. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, Look at you, Spielberg, trying to sit up here and <laughs> direct, <laughs> direct on the air. Well, I'm just saying, like, I think it's interesting to hear. We'll get to it later, Rob, but for now, okay. you pa- paraphrase it. Just you paraphrase it. We'll he get, we'll said we're working that, on getting it. That in the NFL, you have to put everything on there and try to be a little tongue-in-cheek, including hangnails. Well, <laughs> as he gets into it, oh, it's the ankle I injured last year. I happened to be wearing cleats that were a little too tight. And I'm just sitting there asking some questions internally in my head. Well, when I come to work, because, you know, ladies, we have bunions, and when you wear heels, it's tough, y'all. Uh, I'm often wondering, can I just get back down the toll road, get home, and change? Because it does inhibit my workflow, right? <laughs> the locker room's right there. If the cleat was too tight, why not go change it? Isn't a Thursday practice and doing meaningful work important? And you're changing your cleat out right before a big game. And he was kind of dismissive of it, kept saying that, you know, he's fine and it's not a big deal and he's good to go. And then I reminded him that at training camp last year when that shoulder was an issue, he also did a press conference, also said it was fine. 
He joked about that and said at the time he didn't realize that it was a baseball-related injury and there was an abundance of caution, and today there's an abundance of caution again. And so I'm not trying to be a yellow journalist here or drum up anything. It's just interesting. I mean, am I digging too much here, Rob? No, it's not. No, that was, it was, it's never dull around here. You know that. Um, you were there. I was there. And, and it's, it's a good lesson. If you're at practice and you take your eyes off for a second, you might miss something. And I noticed, like, within the last two minutes we were out there, it's like, where's Dak going? Well, Dak might have made, had to make a bathroom run for all we knew. Uh, so, yeah, it comes out. He basically, he, one thing I'll add, he said that he wears new cleats for every game. This is a thing he does. Uh, and I guess you're right. It is Thursday practice. It's the padded practice of the week. It is important. It is Tampa Bay. It is Sunday night. When you're talking, and he mentioned, he referenced his bi- bi- bionic, bionic angle, so we're good. <laughs> if there's any possible discomfort with that ankle, they're going to be super careful with him, assuming this is not a thing, as he's saying. And just like they do with GPS, with guys that have high GPS numbers, we're going to be super careful. And that's apparently what they're doing today. And we'll, we'll, we'll get a better idea if it comes to Saturday and there's another issue on the injury report. But he's, he said over and over again, I promise I'm good. I'm great. I mean, if nothing else, though, you don't want QB1 saying on Thursday that he's got an ankle problem. And not only an ankle problem, but one that he's had surgically repaired not once but twice. It's not ideal. So it's yeah. not necessarily what you want to hear on Thursday. So I want to see how the rest of the week goes on. Obviously, hopefully the concern gets alleviated based on what he's dealing with. But it's not great when you get to hear from QB1 say, hey, you know, got a little bit of an ankle issue. It's going to be okay because Dak likes to make sure that everything's copacetic and everything's good. But this is obviously something concerning because you don't want to see, I don't want to see Cooper Rush out on the field on Sunday Night Football taking on TB12 on what is to be one of the most important games of the season at the beginning of your season. Or maybe you should behind this new offensive line. (laughs) Well, I don't want to get Cooper Rush killed either behind what may be a little bit of a suspect offensive line. So the injury report is out for both teams. Let's go ahead and give it to you. Michael Gallup, um, knee injury, uh, limited in practice today. He will not play. Mm. No. Jordan Lewis, cornerback hamstring, limited today. I talked to him yesterday. He feels that he will be ready to roll for this game. And Rain Dakota Prescott, ankle injury, limited today, he says. Hangnail. 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 (laughs) No big deal. Bunyan. No big deal. (laughs) Over there for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, running back Giovanni Bernard with an ankle injury, limited Wednesday and limited today. Safety Mike Edwards' illness, he was limited today. Wide receiver Russell Gage, hamstring limited on Wednesday and Thursday. Wide receiver Chris Gottman with a knee. Wednesday, full participant today, did not practice. Julio Jones, not injury-related. DNP on Wednesday, full practice today. Heard Julio likes to go when Julio likes to go from somebody who used to cover the Falcons. Zion McCullum, cornerback. Hamstring, did not practice for the second straight day. Safety, Logan Ryan. Hamstring, limited yesterday, limited today. Tackle, Tristan Wirfs. Abdomen, limited Wednesday, full practice today. So that's the Buccaneers, what's going on over there. So I think so many times we live in our own little cowboy bubble world, but then you think about more and more, hey, guess what? It's got some stuff going over there with, with Tampa Bay, including the fact that they've got offensive line issues, Jane. I, I I mean, they do. And I think they're trying to sell it the same way that the Cowboys are. Oh, it's fine. We've got a lot of faith in our guy. But for me, at least the Cowboys have had their quarterback here, right? 
I mean, I think it's meaningful that you didn't have Tom Brady there for, what, 11, 11 days of training camp. Uh, Julio Jones, I think, was what, what was Julio Jones' status today? Julio Jones was full practice today. Okay, because yesterday it was an injury. But my point is, I don't think he's getting a lot of time in terms of continuity with some of his guys. And so at least Dak has gotten meaningful reps with his group. Now, you can say that, but also we didn't see a lot of Dak during training camp either. And then, look, he was lights out week one against Tampa uh, last year. But I think we're also quick to look at the roster of the Tampa Bay Bucks and go, well, it's Tom Brady's coming into AT&T Stadium. I've got friends who are reporters in Tampa Bay, and they said he he looks skinny. He looks – there's just something off with He's got with a lot Tom. of bleep mm. going on. He's got a lot yeah. of stuff at, going at, on, at, I heard. At 45, yeah. <laughs> I – it's interesting. I, it's interesting how this matchup, it, it's kind of turned on its head from last year. Like last year, 31-29, back and forth, offense is going crazy, passing game. And now we're talking about the Cowboys need to lean on the run because of the offensive line issues. The Bucks have offensive line, have young linemen on the interior. We can get into that. And Chris Godwin is iffy, obviously, for this week. Michael Gallup. Some gamesmanship from Mike McCarthy today, but he's not expected no to way. play in this game. It's like both teams are trying to lean on their defenses into this game until they get some things figured out. Now, I think with to Jane's point, like with with the Bucks, it's always well, but they've got Tom Brady. That's always kind of the fallback there. But we'll see. We'll see if there is a th- something to the fact that eleven days he's gone, and you mentioned there's some new faces at wide receiver, Kev, and uh, they're they may not be quite the same team that they were a year ago. So we'll see. Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch with Tom Brady and his core of wide receivers when we're talking about Mike Evans and some of these guys that he still has some continuity with. How much more quickly can they get acclimated? And Dak Prescott, obviously, working with a new set of wide receivers, you know, except for CeeDee Lamb, obviously. What those two do against each other for CeeDee Lamb and Dak, Mike Evans, Tom Brady, that's going to be fun to watch to see which group can get on the same page quickly because I think that can help determine who's going to win this game on Sunday night. How quickly does Tom Brady find a rhythm with his guys versus Dak finding a rhythm with his own guys and which offensive line is going to provide enough protection for either one of those guys to be able to find their playmakers. So many times we've given Tom Brady the benefit of the doubt because he's earned it and at the same time, the many times he's been doubted, he keeps coming on back. But this is different because throughout this run of excellence, you've never seen him miss this kind of time in camp. And then very good points that you made. Dude, Terry doesn't know. This is a different team. You got an offensive line. Got, you don't know these guys. You're not at practice here. So my question is like everyone else's. What are you going to do when it comes game time? Because you don't know these guys. The same way Dak Prescott and company – you don't know these guys. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think people talk about it enough. Like, there's going to be five dudes that they roll out there who never played together, never passed anybody off. Never. I mean, all these things that go on in offensive line play, they hadn't done it together. It's going to be very interesting. I think uh, last year's track meet is not going to happen again. <laughs> well, I think I think defense is going to be big in this one. Obviously, it came down to special teams last year too. The Cowboys what missed three kicks and a field goal in that one. It came down, you know, they seven points off Greg the yep. leg. Yep. Uh, the other thing, I've had the advantage of being able to cover Tom Brady quite a bit because I cover the Saints in the NFC South. I've covered a bunch of Falcons games as well as some Bucks games. He's the type of guy that comes out slow and you sort of you find yourself going, oh, you know, I was there for a Falcons game. They didn't put up any points in the first half. They come back in the third quarter and put up as many points <laughs> as the Falcons in the first quarter as they did uh, in the second half. And so 
for the Cowboys, if they come out fast, they can't be feeling themselves going in the locker room. Because if you give him a little bit of time, I found with Tom Brady, he is so good at the halftime adjustment. But with that being said, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I've played through relationship issues. And if that's what's going on in his household and, you know, coming back, you know, from the football and there's been all the speculation about what's going on with him and Giselle, that stuff gets in your head. It's hard to go to work every day. It's hard to go to work, especially when you've got to command an offense. And so I just wonder how much of that is going to play in his psyche. Is he going to be the guy that turns it up because of some of the stuff that's going on off the field? Or is that actually going to affect him? And is he going to find himself going, maybe I shouldn't have come back. Maybe my heart's not completely in this thing without the support of my family. So, and again, I'm speculating. We don't know if that is in fact the case, but that there seems to be this persist, these persistent rumors and he hasn't necessarily come out and denied it either. Um, if that's going on behind the scenes, I mean, that's, I hate that for him and his family. I hate it for his children. Uh, but I think it is really, really hard to be focused on football when that stuff's going on. I mean, his ability to compartmentalize what he's got going on at home, on the football field, all of that. To me, I would trust the seven-time Super Bowl champion's ability to compartmentalize and do what he has to do to perform every Sunday, Wednesday, and on the occasional you know, Thursday on Thursday Night Football. But at the same time, for him, how does he – because he's a guy that gets the ball out very quickly. So his ability to maybe help his offensive line will be a little bit better because he's not going to be able to have to sit back. He can make reads and do things quickly, and that, to me, could help him also with the suspect offensive line that's in front of him as well, how quickly he gets the ball out if against his defense. If you're Dan Quinn – how do you utilize 11? And I go back to what we were watching in training camp. A couple times when we saw he was sending him through that A-gap. Mm -hmm. Remember time Tyler Smith couldn't catch him one time. And I'm just thinking to myself, man, I'd be dialing up some stuff that Tom Brady becomes very good friends with number 11. And that, you know what? And that's what's interesting about this matchup because I feel like like Micah's origin story, it hadn't been fully realized until week two. After the Tampa game, when they were forced into using him as an edge rusher because Tank got hurt at the week of the week two game, week one, I went back and watched the game. He only rushed like 10 or 12 times out of like 65 snaps that he was on the field. They hadn't really realized what he could do exactly as a rusher. So you know Dan Quinn's got a, a year now to know exactly what I can do with Micah Parsons, and you're right. Like whether it's a middle rush, and that, and that's probably where on paper the, the Bucks are the weakest right now, or at least they have more question marks about their young linemen inside. Yeah, I, w I would be shocked if we saw him in the same role that he was. I mean, he was chasing Gronk and, and covering Leonard Fournette last year more than I love rushing. superhero tie-in, though, real quick. Yesterday, as, as Micah was talking about superheroes, you're yeah. like, his origin story. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I had Marvel on my mind. The Lions you know? origin yeah. story. Yep. I'm thinking of Neville Gallimore. Osa Digizu, mm -hmm. you know, all the linemen they were rotating up front during training camp. And then you rotate the fresh bodies, and then here comes 11 blitzing through it. We hadn't talked about Anthony Barr yet, but Anthony Barr's ability, we saw when him with the Vikings. Um, I, I like what I think Dan Quinn could scheme up in this game. I really do, because you've got to figure out how do you attack them, how do you make them make their adjustments. And we saw a couple times where they had Micah Parsons out on the edge and then they kicked Tank Lawrence into the defensive tackle. I mean, there's just going to be some really interesting things on what they do. And, and we've all been in the locker room and listened to these guys talk about their confidence in Dan Quinn and talk about mm -hmm. how good they feel about the second time around in this offense here. So I really think this Cowboys defense can make this make this – Put it like this. They'll do their part. Just like the, reminds me, like the Kansas City game. 
You got that Kansas City game. They allowed 19 points to the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. They did their part. The offense do do they didn't do their part. Mm-hmm. I feel like this defense is going to give that kind of performance again here. Do you have faith in Brett Maher if it comes down to the kicking <laughs> game again? Oh, I, I just, I just, we just did our predictions on, on the players' lounge. I have got a twenty-three to twenty-one Cowboy win with young Brett coming out here saving the day. Ooh, I actually, story. Oh, okay, yes, that's what I said. Redemption okay. story. I believe that this year. I mean, look, last year, special teams lost the phase, and they lost the game, lost by four points. I think this year they get it right. I think special teams is going to be better this year. I was talking to a couple guys, talked to C.J. Goodwin and Luke Gifford and Kevontae Turpin this week in the locker room. They see themselves as having a, a really good opportunity. And on the break, Brian brought us brought up a really, really good point. They got a rookie kicker, punter, I should say, for Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. This is a little different stadium to come punt in, too, by the way. It's a little bit different here. Yeah. And – they talked to about anger having to in in the in the preseason game. They were like, "Hey man, kick it out of bounds because you know we want to save these guys. Uh, you know, want to you know." Run. And he couldn't do it. And he got getting yelled out on the other side. He's like, "It's just not that easy. It's just not that easy. You know, my job is kicking straight. You no, know? not that easy. Just kid. So I, I just think these are the and if we all watch college football week one. Where, where do we see teams dying? Special teams. LSU. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and. and you know, <laughs> so, so it's a choking motion. Yeah, uh-huh. If I'm Bones Fossil, I get it. I tell guys, we have an opportunity to win this phase here. Let's let's take advantage of it. Uh, we were out there with Brett Maher signed. I was I was I was asking him questions. You know, what makes you different than from the last time we saw 2019, you? 2019. Yeah, and and he spoke about the opportunity to go down there with Sean Payton and the Saints and, and how he felt good about. It. He thought he learned some things. He's a lot more humbler than he was before. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm going 23, 21. Cowboys figure this out and get it done because you know what? You got to win this one. Mike McCarthy's 0 2 in season openers. I just look at this and I just say, this is this is the opportunity you have. There's some question marks going on over there with Tampa. There's some question marks going on with Tom Brady. This may be if you can't get him now, no, we don't get him. You know, really, this is it. This this is the time. But Tom is six and zero against the Cowboys. Uh, never lost. You know what? Never lost mm-hmm. to Dallas. Ne- never lost. Every You're... dog has their day, I guess. And you know, Jay, <laughs> nobody, and I mean nobody, beats the Cowboys seven times in a row. Jay. <laughs> History shows that, right? Now, is that what you say? History shows that. That's right. That's even right. even Tom Brady. Hey, let's get our first break in here. We've got so many more things we want to dive into. Um, I want to know your faith in. The receivers outside 88 on this football team as the Buccaneers and and the Cowboys get ready to tear this thing up on Sunday Night Football. I can't wait. We've got Kevin Gray, 105.3 The Fan, Rob Phillips, DallasCowboys.com, and Jane Slater of NFL Network right here on Media Mash. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. 
What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. This week! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Back, 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 to back. Media Mash. Uh, no, honestly, I feel great. Uh, something may come up uh, in the report, but uh, <laughs> as you know, that's this league, and if you don't report a hangnail, you'll get suspended or, you'll, or they'll get fined, excuse me. So, um, But no, I feel great. Uh, I still feel the best that, uh, that I felt in a very, very long time. Not even comparable to where I was last year going into this game. So, uh, honestly, would you tell us if it was? Yeah. I didn't necessarily, I was limited today, um, but as I said, um, it is my ankle, but it is just being very, very precautious. Switch shoes today probably wasn't the best idea. So, um, there we go. So, we're good to go. Promise that. That's it. All right, Media Mash. Hey, Chris, kill your mic in the background for me here. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Media Mash, Jane Slater, NFL Network, Rob Phillips, DallasCowboys.com, Kevin Gray, 105.3, The Fans. So that was Dak Prescott here. That's kind of why we do the show, the breaking news, QB1 with issues here. And um, Jane Slater decided to do what a good reporter does. Got to follow it up. Yeah, I got to be honest, Nui. It was beginning to... F- I was getting deja vu. <laughs> it started to sound like something I'd heard last year at training camp. All right, let's play it. You did a press conference after the shoulder and told us it wasn't anything, and then we missed you for a I couple didn't, of weeks. I didn't know that, though. I didn't know. That was a baseball deal. I wasn't <laughs> sure. Those are not even comparable. So, yeah. And obviously, when I found out about the shoulder, I had to, you know, take back what I said. So this isn't even in, no, not even comparing. So Jane went full George W. Bush. <laughs> Fool me once, Dak. <laughs> fool me twice, can't get fooled again. Your can't, record states. Yeah. On your can't record. get fooled again, Dak. And he was giving me that look the whole time, like, just knock it like, off. Like, come on, Jane. Like, I'm waiting a minute now. 
So shoe issues is what Dak is going to go with there. Now he's uh, on the injury report, but he says he'll be fine. He's going back to the ones. Yeah, the he Jordan was, ones. He was trying out 11s. So am I. I'm going trying back to my ones, ones too. And, and, ones and it's important to note that he says that he changes the cleats once a week before games. My only lingering question that I didn't get in there was if it was bothering you in practice, the locker room is literally a stone's throw away. You could have sent an assistant to go get the the cleats that were in there. Is this practice not meaningful enough? Because he didn't get a ton of work in with the ones today. He left practice early. Why not just go change the damn shoes? I don't. I again, maybe I'm asking too many questions. No, because if he left and did not come back, because he's listed as limited, we didn't see any team drills. So that would mean he didn't have a single team rep today. It was all Cooper Rush with the ones, and that's yeah, that's not ideal for sure. So the answer has to be there had to be a little bit of discomfort there to just not oh change your shoes and then go back out there. I, I love how James it, doing this. I'm not trying to start no. anything. She's asking the right questions. No, but it's, yeah, it's <laughs> no, this is, no, this is good because this, this reminds me of Lieutenant Caffey and, and a few good men. So Colonel Jessup, Santiago was leaving, yeah, but his locker was, his clothes were still there. I, so, I, so Dak, you're telling me you are right by the locker room and you have shoes and a big old deal from Nike, but you couldn't go get them? I don't understand. Let's check the logbooks, Dak. This, this, this is why I'm, this is why I'm single, Nui. I have too many questions oh, for men. Oh, look, look. <laughs> no, you just got the right one waiting for you. That's all. That's, like, a, that's all. Don't no, no, give that's, her a follow-up. I, I, I really didn't want to say this before, but I didn't think that was going to be Damn, if I want to date her. You said that golf was only going to last four hours. You're now returning at seven. I've played golf. The longest mm, it can go mm-hmm. is five hours. Where when did you, you leave the clubhouse? What route did you take today? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Trust me, my wife asked me the same question. I'm not trying to make light of this situation. I truly hope that he's fine, and he laughed a lot of it off, and he kept telling us that he's good to go on Sunday. If there's anyone, I believe, when it comes good to go on Sunday, it's Dak, and I love the fact that right when we showed up, he was very transparent about it, but I got questions. Yeah. If it turns out that it's nothing and he's fine, it's the fact that it's that that ankle mm-hmm. and, and that he offered that, ankle, that up yes yeah then we're not going to mess with anything today and we'll get we'll get back at it saturday so does kellen moore actually <laughs> run the football <laughs> i mean to me this is you know even more so we need to see 25 carries now more so than ever all right if this dude's got an ankle issue at all we should see run Zeke run, run Tony Pollard run, Kevante Turpin come around here. To the, I mean, right, right, yes. Well, I mean, I think the question is how confident do you feel in this offensive line's ability to run protect? Because I don't know about you, when I see Vita Vea across the line and I'm Tyler Biotish and I'm looking around like, hey, I've got to be able to set the tone for this offensive line. Tyler Smith's a rookie. You got questions oh, on whether or not what you got going on there. So, okay, you got two choices. Run block, pass block. If I'm if I if I'm choosing one of those, I'm choosing I, run I, block right now. Okay, thank yeah, you. Okay. yeah, I'm, I'm choosing the run block yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, I feel a little bit better about that at this point. 
But for Tony Powell and Ezekiel Elliott, now we're talking about thunder lightning. What kind of balance are we going to see from the two of them? How much more do you have to lean on the run to help protect your quarterback to be able to have the kind of efficiency? With Dak is at his best in my mind, I feel like he's going 22 of 29, 285, three touchdowns, and the team's running for about 150 yards. With the play action mixed in. Exactly. He's a play action guy. He loves it. Yeah. And I feel like if you can get that kind of balance offensively to keep, you know, Tampa Bay, you know, off kilter a little bit, now I feel like you've got something going there. And to your point about running the football, being able to lean on that in this particular game. That's the old adage that for young young linemen in particular, like Tyler Smith, it's easier to run block and kind of get you get your rolling that way than then pass block and we had a discussion on talking cowboys today isaiah standback said i would run right behind tyler smith right off the bat to give him some confidence mm -hmm. nate newton pops in and says well no actually we 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 went back pat patrick walker and i said look zach martin's playing in this game he didn't play last year it was run by zach nate checked in and said yeah you, you got to get the young fella rolling a little bit so they've they've got to give him some confidence early and run behind the left side so I would agree with all that, but remember it was yesterday that Mike McCarthy was saying that the stacked box and what we can expect from Tampa Bay, they load the box up on you. So I went to NFL research department. I was kind of curious and they said the highest loaded box rate on opponent rushes in the 2021 season was Tampa Bay bucks, 54.8%. Tampa, Tampa Bay allowed four point, only four yards a rush when using a loaded box in 2021. That's a big deal when you consider the fact they want to establish the run. They weren't. I, if, if you look at the totals for Zeke and Tony last year, it was awful. That's why they ended up airing the ball out. So they can go into the game and say that they're going to run the ball. Tampa Bay may not allow that. The Noah Brown season then. <laughs> it might be Noah Brown no, season. Noah Brown, CD. <laughs> I mean, the difference in that game was they, they looked at it and said, well, we don't – they didn't fear Tampa's secondary one bit. At all. And I think Sean Murphy Bunton got hurt in that game. Did. Mm -hmm. And so they just said, First quarter. Oh, we're going to air it out. Now, the difference in that game was you had Amari Cooper going for 13 catches for over 100. You had CeeDee Lamb. You had a healthy Michael Gallup. It's a different receiving core this time around. So do you Is feel as good about though? that? Okay, so think about it. I was actually trying to see a silver lining here. The fact you don't have a ton of tape on some of these other guys. Yeah. You know, it's week one. Um we didn't see a lot of those looks in the preseason. I mean, is that a good thing? If you want to tell yourself that. I, I, that's what I'm you want to go with. A silver, I'm, silver silver lining. Lining. I'm trying to be positive Pat down here, okay? <laughs> which, which positive Pat? Pat Doney or Pat Walker? Pat Doney. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, though. There are two positive Pats yeah, now. No, oh, 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 positive Pat Walker said for Dennis Houston. Oh, yeah, he did say this going to be the Dennis Houston game. I was, asked, I was asked about Dennis Houston from San Antonio Radio because he's from San Antonio. And I go, who? <laughs> So so Patrick Walker wait, wait, I didn't hear, I didn't hear this. said it with his chest. Uh -huh. Four catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown for Dennis Houston. And that's the oh, science. Okay. That's the science. Okay. And, the science lab. Oh boy. Now, he said that with Clarence Hill on the other side. You know where that went. I can only oh, imagine. Oh, Clarence what, really? Yeah, what he, 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 yeah. <laughs> really? 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 Stop the drama. So, and, and the question we do have, is he dressing? Dennis Houston? Yes. I th I think so. Yeah, I do. Okay. Because Dak, Dak likes Who? Dennis <laughs> when the, when the quarterback Watch this guy make me pay next yeah. time. Uh-huh. He's yeah. going to go four for 100 on you. Yep. I, think he's, I think he's dressing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, interestingly they enough, I asked. Dress. Well, I they asked, all can, but I think he will. I asked Jordan Lewis. I said, obviously, you're seeing the offense in practice. Who really stands out for you? And he said, Cavante Turpin. 
Uh, it was C.D. Lamb who lit up when we asked him about Kevontae Turp, and he goes, man, I've been watching his tape since college, and I'm, I'm sitting there going, huh? Like, TCU? Like, you were... All of them have pointed out to me he is not just a specialist. No. He is a wide receiver. So to hear Jordan... Like, Jordan is a tough guy to, like... So, uh, it was Anthony Brown, actually. It wasn't Jordan Lewis. I'm sorry. It was Anthony Brown who kind of... Lived, and you know Anthony Brown doesn't get that lit up when you ask him questions? He was like, Kevontae Turpin. He's not just a specialist. I thought that was interesting. No, it's true. Oh, I, 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 I watched many a game with Turp when he was over at TCU. And Gary Gary loved it. And and they did they did not just, you know, he was not a gadget guy. They, they, he ran routes there. So, yeah. But does it concern you that a name that we're not talking about is Jalen Tolbert? Like we've talked about Dennis Houston, Kevontae Turpin. We're not talking about the third-round pick out of South Alabama as a guy that needs to be a part of this offense because what was all the talk was that he's nice to be a part of this offense as well. Hold that thought. (laughs) Let's get back into that because you're not the only name around here. I'm like, oh, yeah, that guy who was supposed to do something. Uh, Let's talk about it next. On the flip side, Media Mash, Kevin Gray, Rob Phillips, James Slater. I'm Nui Scruggs. It's DallasCowboys.com Radio. Nui's standing up Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Back back, back, to Media Mash. Media Mash. Here on a Thursday, Jane Slater, NFL Network, Rob Phillips, DallasCowboys.com, and Kevin Gray, 105.3 The Fan, the official radio home of the Dallas Cowboys, getting you ready for Cowboys Buccaneers. Week one is here. So you brought up Jalen Tolbert. Hey, we're not hearing about Jalen Tolbert. Wednesday, I watched uh, Kelvin Joseph walk by. Oh, yeah, yeah, you, number two pick. 
Not I'm, oh I'm, yeah, you newly now. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm getting used to it now. Okay, I mean, if there's anything we've we've all done watching the Cowboys. It's, it's like covering the Texas Longhorns, which you did. You, you, every year there's going to be some folks who, hey, we're told this person's supposed to be this, and then it doesn't happen. I'm just used to it. So Jalen Tolbert, we thought he was going to be this. Wait a minute. We were told by a few people, knew, and you know this, that there were a lot of questions about Calvin Joseph coming in. But, you know, they, a were, lot keep, of they, they were keeping him around. We saw running with the ones. He was playing it. He was out there during, during these preseason games. So you know – He's out there for a reason. They're like, come on, young man, come on, come on now. Come on, we're going to get him going. Let's get him going. Let's get him fired up. Let's try. You know, they were doing all they could. You know, like we got you trying to get your kid to walk. Come on, come on, come on. You can, you can do it. You can do it. So they're putting him out there. They're hoping that he's going to – and it hadn't happened. If he only had the same dedication to his craft on the football field as Don't do does, it, Jane. Don't do it, Jane. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to kill Tony Romo for his golf career and Cole Beasley for, you know, rapping bars, I mean, it's we've got to we've got to pass the love around. I never did that, so I'm. I'm, I'm oh, you never a button rap career? You then you no, went? No, I was, I was, I was mixtapes ne- and whatnot. I was never, I was never one of those people that was on Tony about the golfing because one thing you never, you never. Hey, he's not at the OTA. You know, he was always there, and. I used to do a show on 105.3 The Fan with Sean Salisbury before you two joined over there. And Salisbury would always walk me through this kind of stuff. He's like, Nui. He's like, first off, all of them golf. We're all, <laughs> <he's> like, <laughs> We're all golfing. But he says, when you start seeing him miss things, then say something. Tony never missed anything. Mm-mm. Which is always interesting for all the people that clamor. Like, okay, show me the OTAs he's missed. Show me he's not there for any camp. Dude certainly didn't take off two weeks during training camp. You know, he didn't do the Jimmy G thing where they, <laughs> he goes to the team. <laughs> nobody can get a hold of him. Mean, he never did that. But it was just kind of this, this, you know, for the people who just wanted to complain about Tony. But I, I never bought into that, that that guy wasn't taking things serious. You know? But they were... It, it, it always drove me crazy because of what they were also able to accomplish on the football field. Kelvin Joseph, in my opinion, can have any rap career that he wants when he actually starts performing out here. I mean, Deion Sanders did a million things when he was playing here for the Cowboys, but he was elite at football. You know, Kelvin just hasn't shown us anything yet. Yeah, I mean, you're right, but, you know, you, He's shown us a headline so far. Reggie, a headline Reggie that Swinton was had, had, a, yes. had a rap career for a while. And he had a record label, too, Swintown Records. I didn't know that. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, I mean, we've seen plenty of these guys do things. I mean, Danucci's got that. You know, Antonio Brown, I love his <laughs> put that ish on. I mean, every guys can have lies. That's the thing. Oh, no, I mean, guys no. can have lies. Michael Parsons agree. is about to do the the skip undisputed. Sh- yeah, oh, that like, show. which is so, crazy to me. The only thing that's crazy about that. I'm just gonna weigh in here real quick. I love it for him. Just like the fact that Cam Jordan and Mark Ingram have their trust levels podcast during the week. I, I don't have a problem with it. My only thing is, it's like for the longest time wasn't the message inside this building we keep all of it inside, mm. and now this guy has access to national guys. Once or twice a week, you know how this works. You become friends when you're doing shows. On the one hand, maybe it helps temper the coverage for the Cowboys because having worked over there myself, Skip, and in, in doing some of the spots, with he can be very inflammatory and very provocative as it relates to his take on the Cowboys. So maybe Micah helps temper that. But at the same time, it's like, I thought you didn't want them talking outside the building. It's why you were limiting some of the 
the discussions they would have during the year. So I just thought that was interesting. Well, it kind of fits. But there's also, if there's any guy that can do multiple things, it's Micah so far, right? Yes. Let him yeah. do it until it becomes a problem is kind of my thing. Right. How many guys have player shows, though? Uh, I mean, Rogers has Pat McAfee, right? That's something he does during the season. Like I said, Cam and Mark Ingram have their trust. Mahomes has his own radio show every week. It's a weekly radio show. Amari Cooper was on the fan last Mm -hmm. year. I'm sure you guys have got a player again. Demarcus Lawrence, 5 o'clock today, actually. Okay. There you go. And Mm -hmm. then (laughs) over here at the hotel, was it on, was it Monday nights or Tuesday nights? They have Cowboys hour. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying and... When he stop when he stops producing, right. then, then, then it's going to come. Pl- but I just once again, it's interesting. We we choose to pick on certain guys, and Romo got picked on, and then other guys they let it go. I remember Howie Long. You guys are young, so you don't remember. But I think the issue, though, Long but going played. back, okay, I but think the did, issue is Kelvin hasn't done energy. anything. Like, what meaningful contributions has he done so far? And so that's why I bring up the the. I mean, Micah Parsons has done that and more. That has allowed him to go do whatever he yeah, wants to do. Yeah, he's he's a bona fide star, okay. right? He's like he can go do whatever yeah. he wants to do, in my yes. opinion. So, and just listening to you, you're saying you must have done something in order to do this thing. But he was doing this thing before he got here. Who? Kelvin Joseph. He was making. Yeah, he had his little rap career and stuff you know, before him. Yeah. Like, put it like this. Right, they but knew, it's, yeah. but they knew what me, they it's were like, getting. All right, but the optics are just take a little time out on that until you start popping on the field. Has again. he made a record since? Why? If you look at his Instagram, it's like music videos that he's producing in his in his home. I mean, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> you, you've seen Hustle and Flow. You, you know, point, it's got to yeah. start somewhere. Yep. You know. I just want to. I, 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 I don't care. I don't <laughs> care that, about this dude. That, well, so uh, okay. let me tell you, the, the knock on him coming from folks that I talked to from LSU was that he's got a lot of distractions. Mm-hmm. And maybe he needs to eliminate those distractions in order to solely focus on being a more productive player for the Cowboys, particularly a team that that stood by you in a really interesting offseason for him. That's all I'm saying. And I've said a lot. No, it's yeah, that's all valid. Proceed. All valid. What else you got? That's Jane? all I got. What else, what else you, got? you got more, Jane. Oh, uh, we've had we've There's had a more fun in that day. Bag. Right, let's go. There's more I've in that had, bag. I've had Jane. a day. Let's go. There's more in that bag, Jane. Yeah, there is. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Newey. <laughs> it's uh, you know I gotta be honest. Like I love Newey because Newey always comes from a place of let's okay. Let's embrace debate on this show. Steve Dennis was quite the curmudgeon last year. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Steve and I, because I was, I was so optimistic about the Cowboys last season, and we went round and round, and finally I had to concede defeat after the Denver game. I go, ah, you're right, Steve. <laughs> it, was, it was Steve and Clarence. <laughs> oh, that was Both fun. stand up on each other out of the chair. I didn't, I didn't know anything about it. By the way, I, I, uh, I have the Cowboys at 9 and 8. Oh, okay. Making the playoffs, so I I, I put it I put it on because Pat Doney, positive, positive Pat, 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 positive Pat, sixteen to one. What's he got? He had eleven. Got it. Got Le- 11 okay, that's, oh. fine. that's positive fine. Positive Pat had eleven. That's fine. And um and he downgraded it from the twelve. So he went down. He downgraded. Yeah, so he the tyrant, oh, he was the at tyrant 12 factor, and then went to eleven. When oh, okay. his confidence oh, okay. meter goes down, we've lost. Yeah, we we are not on the right track. Yeah, yeah. So Pat's losing faith. So so I went nine and eight. And my big concern is first place schedule. So now you get you get Green Bay. You know you mm-hmm. get the Rams. You're, 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 Bengals. You know right. That's 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 a challenge. Um, 
you don't have Tyron Smith. You've got five guys who've never played together. You have issues over there at the wide receiver. I just think those are going to take a hit in something Mike McCarthy said early on, the first doggone pressers. We're going to have to depend on some young players this year. And then I asked him again on Monday. He said at training camp, depending on something, yeah, a lot quicker than I wanted to. So I just think it may take them a little bit. I think they can get this first game, though. I got them winning the first game, but it may take a little bit because now people are going to get a little bit of tape of you to get this thing going the way they want. But I think they're going to make the make the make the playoffs and go nine and eight. Well, I mean, look, they played a lot of defensive players that were young last year sooner than they had wanted to. And I would submit that it was DeMarcus Lawrence's injury earlier in the season that allowed them the confidence and maybe the creativity of using Micah Parsons the way that they did last season. And so while everyone thought the sky was falling when DeMarcus Lawrence went down, because remember, we had a big question mark on the defense. They hadn't done anything yet, right? Mm -hmm. And then DeMarcus Mm -hmm. Lawrence gets injured, and you're like, oh, God, here's another terrible season. They had one of their best seasons in recent memory. I mean, shattered all sorts of historical records. Um, and you forced those young guys to play and got a meaningful playing time. Maybe, again, flip take, maybe playing some of these young guys isn't terrible because that offensive line, they haven't made moves there and they've needed to for at, at least the last couple of years. <laughs> what? Here we go. Counterpoint. <laughs> that was a coordinator who's won a Super Bowl as a coordinator. You got that kind of faith in the offensive coordinator? Joe Philbin and Kellen Moore? I don't I don't know. No, no, not Joe. Not Joe. <laughs> Kellen. Just Kellen the exclusively. Guy, the guy who, Mr. Passit, who the owner and head coach says, you need to be Mr. Ruddy. I got to see it. I don't trust him. Here, no, I don't here's trust what him. excites me is the fact okay. that Zeke at least conceded that they have more plays in uh, the playbook this year that include Tony and Zeke on the field together. That's good. That's that good. shows me... There's a little bit more of a dedication to the run, right? As or hopefully some more creativity well, with Tony Pollard on the field at the same time. Yeah, as Zeke. It's, it's year four. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful in year four. We that hopium is it. running rampant uh, around to here be now. Fair, I think Kellen has to, right? I, I, if there's ever a time for Tony Pollard to be involved, it's what we just talked about with the wide receivers. Right. And, and, and not that he's a, a out wide guy, but just get him touches, get him involved. Because here's he why I think he will, though, Rob. It's a contract year. They need to know what they're seeing from Tony Pollard because I think that's going to relate to whatever decision they make about Zeke. I mean, it could be a situation where they want to keep Zeke because I know how they feel about Zeke, but they go to him like they did with Demarcus Lawrence and say, we'd love to have you at the right price, Mm. but we've seen what we have from Tony Pollard, and Tony Pollard, we're going to go ahead and give him an extension. I hear you, Jane. I harken back to what Bill Parcells used to Here say, we go. Rob. Mm. <laughs> All I can go by is what I see. Yes. Well, how much more yes. do you need to see of Tony Pollard, right? I no, mean, no, average- no. I'm talking about Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. With Tony Pollard, I'm not worried about Tony yeah. Pollard. We, hey, look, at the end of the day, if you want to, you can just franchise a guy. R- franchising a running back ain't killing you. No. You know, if he's defensive end, you'd be like, because we saw what happened to Randy Gregory. But as a running yeah. back, oh, hey, hey. I mean, think about it. I, I mean, if there's a guy to franchise and you say, we can do that, it's Tony Pollard. Dalton He's Schultz. Some thought could not, could not, franchise not, him you're again. You're not doing that twice. I you're could, not doing that twice. And It's cheaper than what you have to pay him on the open market. Especially with the latest deal we saw. Yeah, with Dawson Knox. All right, let Jake, let, let Jake Ferguson get out there to hit a shot. Let, the let these Big Ten boys get rolling. We'll the thing about, <laughs> real quick, the thing about running it, that, yes, they do need to establish the run more than they did, but they, the offense is going to go as far as, as Dak and the passing game can go as far as hitting big play. Like, Chunk plays get you points in this league, and you don't do that by running the ball constantly. And being, and I get it. Like you want to play to your defense a little bit more because that's the strength of your team clearly right now. 
But they've got to be able to find, and that's in the passing game. And that's why this talk about receivers is valid because somebody's going to have to step up for Dak. Somebody's going to have to do that and, and the protection and all those things. They're going to have to figure those things out. Pollard was a receiver at Memphis. Maybe that's how you get him in there on the field at the same time. It's good. All right, we got to go because she's got her show coming up, and we need to get out of the way so she can set the table for the ladies. Jane Slater, Check it out. Network. Thank yep. you. Mm-hmm. Rob Phillips, DallasCowboys.com. Kevin Gray, 105.3 The Fans. Media Mash. I'm Newey Scruggs, and thanks for everybody who's been a part of the show. We'll chat with you next week. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!